Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And on today's episode, a listener writes in, and they have a great question. And the question is, how do I love those who are hard to love? Well, this is one of those questions that not only does Scripture have a lot to say, but it's an eminently practical question. Because let's be honest, who among us doesn't face or deal with difficult people? And, and even more, what we need to understand is the, the most difficult person in our lives isn't the other pers- people around us or even that difficult person. It's that person staring us in the mirror every morning as we get ready. It's you. It's me. We are staring at each other in the mirror and we are the most difficult person. You know, it's easy to love uh, people who are easy to love, right? We get along with them. We connect with them. Well, we want to share with them and all of that, right? But what about those grumpy, mean, cold, insensitive people? And, and, and they might even hurt our feelings. Those are the kind of people that are hard to love for all of us. Have you ever encountered a person like that in your life? Are you dealing even with somebody like this right now that's difficult to love? Well, we all have this, whether it's a boss, a leader, a spouse, a coworker, a fellow churchgoer, a friend, an in-law, or even perhaps a wayward child. We, we, in fact, this list could go much further than what I've already said, but just think about it uh, for Uh, just a second with me as we talk about it in this episode. Who is that person in this season of life that's difficult for you to deal with? Uh, I remember one of my mentors, he, he talked about these people being sandpaper people and what the Lord by his grace through the ministry of the spirit is doing in our life with these difficult people is he's using them to buff us up. He's using them to make us more like the Lord Jesus. Now, think for a minute with me about why it's so hard for you to love that individual. Is it because they say or do things that are hurtful, they're aggravating, they're frustrating? Is it because it seems that that when you walk into the room, it appears as though that person makes you feel unwelcome or even uncomfortable? Are you hurt because of an injustice or even an accusation? In this episode, I want to help you to love those who are hard, seemingly hard to love. First, I want you to pray. I want you to pray uh, biblical prayers. I want you to pray the word of God. I want you to take a moment and ask the Lord to help you to deal with that person, that difficult person who has said or done something that's hurt you, offended you, even irritated you. Uh, I remember sitting in one of my pastor's offices in Idaho, and this man was also a dear mentor of mine, and he's now with the Lord. And he said, in, in a dealing with a difficult person in our church at the time, he said, Dave, you really need to pray for that person. And, and that means you just pour out, what is it about this person that's bothering you? What is it about them? And, and over time, what I, what I began to realize is the way I was praying for that person 
uh, fundamentally changed from the first time I prayed for them to how I continue to pray for them. Uh, I was praying for their family. I was praying for their growth. I was praying that the Lord would bless them and, and draw near to them and, and help them. And, but at what I realized very quickly is it's really hard uh, to remain hurt at that person when I'm continuing to pray, continuing to intercede for that person. It's going to help you. What that is going to do when you pray to the Lord, really pray in a biblical way, what it's going to do is it's going to change the way that you view that situation. It's going to give you space and even time to help you to deal with that situation uh, by, by seeing yourself not the other person as that difficult person. But, it, but it's also going to help you to do what James 119 encourages us to do. To be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. You know, I'll never forget when I graduated high school, you know, my dad gave me an amazing gift. He gave, uh, since I'm a, I'm a golfer and I'm, I'm very good at golf, in high school, when I graduated high school, my dad gave me a very nice uh, three-wood um, and a very nice five-wood. And I loved the three-wood and the five-wood. But the most meaningful thing was my dad wrote me about a four or five page letter. And in that letter, he, he encouraged me as my father to heed James 119, to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And over time, over a lot of years, the Lord, by his grace, through the ministry of the Spirit, continues, continues to help me in this regard. And it's true. If it's true for me, it's likely true for you. The Lord is at work in those areas of our life to help us to pray, to, to have tools in our toolkit where we can be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. In Psalm 37, 7, it says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. And so give yourself a moment to pause, to pray, so that God is, God is already at work. He's, he's already moving in the midst of this situation. He's sovereign over it. And he wants to help you to love that person in the midst of your hurt and in the midst of your frustration. Second, choose compassion. The word compassion actually means to suffer together. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary describes it as pity coupled with an urgent desire to aid or to spare. And so spare the person who is loving, unloving towards you. I, I, remember, I remember very clearly another conversation with my mentor talking about this very topic. And, and he said, Dave, as an aside, he said, Dave, begin to see people through the lens of Jesus, the chief shepherd. And that's what we're talking about. And the more that we pray for that person, the more that we have to put on our biblical lenses and we see people as God sees them, uh, we're going to have compassion for them. We're going to want to pray for them. We're, we're going to want to find out what is really happening. Um, even asking them the question, how have I hurt you? Or, or how, why are you upset with me? How, how can we work this out? So this means showing uh, and extending grace towards them because they may not even know what they're saying or doing is hurtful or bothersome to you. And even if you sense that they're unaware of their actions, pray and suffer with them in this regard by choosing to be compassionate just as Jesus did when he was hung on the cross for his own people. 
In fact, Jesus cried out in Luke 23, 34, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And though it may be hard, choose compassion. This is biblical love. Forgive quickly. You know, forgiveness is all about pardoning somebody who has hurt you or offended you in some way. Forgiveness is not bearing the fact that you've been offended, falsely accused, disliked, even disrespected, misrepresented, or even wounded. It is, it is trusting the Lord. It is believing that God is good and that his sufficient grace is truly enough. In Ephesians 4, 31 through 32, it says, Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ forgave you. So the quicker you forgive, the quicker you can, you know, release the weight of negative emotions. Love is wrapped in the forgiveness that Christ has won for us on the cross. Also, remember what love is biblically. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Lover never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful. It endures through every circumstance. Now, now, just think about this. Think about the love of God in the Word of God. Take a moment even to meditate on the Word in 1 Corinthians 13. Ponder every sentence and apply it where needed because this is how we are to love those who are hard from a biblical perspective. In fact, there's no doubt it's hard to love those who are hard to love. We all know this, and yet these are the tried and true ways that I've even applied these truths to my own life as I've encountered difficult people in my own life. I'm often quickly reminded of what Jesus said in Luke 6, 32 and 35 and 36. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for it? Even sinners love those who love them, but love your enemies. Do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. And then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you will truly be acting as children of the most high. You, you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. This is how we love those who are hard to love. We, we pray for them. We begin to, to see people not as problems, but as people made in the image and likeness of God and, and is in need of the grace of God if they're not Christians. And we, we are to tell them about Jesus if they're not saved. And if they do belong to Christ, we are to love them. We are commanded to love our fellow brothers and sisters, even the most difficult people among us. I'll never forget uh, this, this, this situation. It happened uh, a number of years ago, I think almost a decade now ago. Um, I was in a Bible study and my, the fellow men's leader of, uh, of the men's ministry at the church we were at in Idaho, uh, he was there and this difficult person that was in my Bible study at the time that I was leading uh, at the church, um, he was there as well. What we did is, is we had an open, honest dialogue about, about what was happening between this difficult person and I, and, and the other fellow men's, uh, ministry leader was there with me and, and we talked it out and, and what it boiled down to is this man felt that I didn't care about him. I felt that I did, but what I realized is I asked him the question. I said, is this why you and I have a problem? And he said, yes. 
And I looked at him and I said, I am so sorry. I want you to know that I care about you. And I, and I love you as my brother in Christ. I love you. And I, I truly do. And I care about you. You know, what this does is it, it, it brings reconciliation. We were reconciled. We, we gave each other a hug and, and we didn't have any other issue. But it, but it started with that conversation in my pastor's office saying, pray for this man, pray for this man. And, and what I began to realize is, is this really works. I'm gonna, if I pray for that difficult person, what's going to happen is I'm going to begin to see myself as also the difficult person in this situation. See, we often like to, to throw stones or to think, you know what, this is the difficult person, but what about us? What about us? What, what role have you played? What role have I played in a situation that's made it difficult or even hard to deal with? And by asking ourselves these questions, yes, those are convicting questions. We're taking our own sin seriously. We're going to be able to take accountability and we're going to be able to uh, confess our sin first to the Lord. And then seek the forgiveness that only the Lord can give. As 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's biblical. And then we go to our brother, we go to our sister, and we confess our sin. We confess that we ourselves are are in need of the grace of God. And we take a humble posture. We own up to our failures and we're specific in them. And we ask the other person to forgive us. And we love them. That's how we're to do life with one another in a local church. That's how we can deal with difficult situations, how we can, how we can be at peace with men. Sometimes that's not going to be possible because that other person, they're going to want nothing to do with us. But at least you're going to be at, as much as possible, as Scripture says, you're going to be at peace with men. So I hope that this episode is helpful to your life and godliness. And I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next week, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.